Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Purple Daily. Oh, yeah, it is on the all new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com, the only place in town where you get Vikings talk five days a week, every day at noon, right here on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and streaming live at scorenorth.com, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, all at SKOR North as the uh, football free agency frenzy bonanza continues here on Score North all week long. If you're watching us streaming live, you'll notice, and if you're not watching us, you should be off to my left here i can't quite reach it but we have nfl twitter right there on the side of the screen so it's a one-stop shop you're seeing the moves as they happen we're talking about the moves as they happen you can get in on the show at 651-646-8255 or tweet us at score north i'm rami mackloff manny hill on the other side of the glass matthew collar will join the fun at about one o'clock today two hour purple daily today as part of the football free agency frenzy bonanza and kevin seifert of ESPN.com. He's going to join us at about uh, 1220 here on Purple Daily. We know more about the Anthony Barr signing now than we did yesterday, Manny, uh, and, and him getting cold feet before signing with the Jets. Phil said yesterday, I don't know where he got this. I haven't read it anywhere that Anthony Barr actually felt physically ill when thinking about leaving the state of Minnesota and the Vikings for the New York Jets, which is really interesting because you know, we we here at Score North, we'd been talking about this for weeks with right. Anthony Barr about like just how much you know how much money he's going to get on the open market, mm-hmm. and you know maybe some differences in how he was being used in Mike Zimmer's defense, and he wants to rush the passer and all of this other stuff. It just seemed like a foregone conclusion that Barr right. was going to be gone, yeah. and even up to yesterday morning when we saw all the reports of that he's going to be joining the New York Jets. There were no contract details released, but it just seemed like, yeah, Anthony Barr is gone, and that was going to be it, and the Vikings were going to move on. And then literally like five minutes, you know, five, ten minutes before we went on the air, uh, Collar and Courtney yesterday went on the air. We saw the news that Barr was staying, and it was it was unbelievable. It was flabbergasting. We've been talking, I mean, for the two months that I've been here, close to two months that I've been here, Manny, about Anthony Barr on Purple Daily on Mackie and Judd with Rami weekdays four to six here on Score North on fifteen hundred and scorenorth.com. Wonderful plug. As though it was a foregone conclusion yeah. that Anthony Barr was leaving the Vikings and but I don't think that 
I don't think that that's our fault. I think no. everybody, everybody in the NFL that. world was thinking, yeah. and this isn't me trying to cover up our tracks and go on, listen, guys, we're not as stupid as we sound. We are every bit as stupid as we sound. But on this <laughs> in this particular case, I think that the whole NFL world was looking at this and, and looking at the salary cap situation that the Vikings are in and, and what's available to them and what it was going to cost to keep Anthony Barr and just thinking that this was not going to happen. But I think what a lot of people were leaving out, including us, and this is maybe where we weren't being thorough enough, was the human element (laughs) that Anthony Barr is just happy here in the state of Minnesota and is happy in the Vikings organization in that locker room and and whatever culture, I know that word gets thrown around a lot and it should probably be stopped, but whatever culture (laughs) has has been developed there within the, the Vikings organization, he obviously likes it here. And on a personal level, even if it meant a few million dollars, which is crazy for me to say, but when you're making as much as these guys are, you Mm -hmm. can say that. But even if it means a few million dollars, he felt like he was better off here for quality of life and happiness in his family than he would be in New York. And, you know, when you factor in that he's been playing under Mike Zimmer's defense for five years and he's gone to multiple Pro Bowls and has been overall, you know, a good football player under Mike Zimmer's system. It's a lot of times it's just you 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 are tempted to just stay with what you know and stay with what has gotten you to this point in your career. And, you know, sometimes the grass is not always greener. There might be a little mm-hmm. bit more money on the other side, but, you know, the grass is not always greener. And, and I wonder, too, Rami, if the Vikings and Mike Zimmer in particular are thinking that they can do even more with Anthony Barr. They have to be, you know, I mean, because you bring him back for this amount of money and granted, you know, according to Ben Gessling's piece in the the star, star, uh, excuse me, the star tribune this morning, looks like Anthony Barr's cap hit for 2019 is not going to be as, as large, it's it's not you know yeah, it's they're backloaded. Still gonna, yeah, it's, it's it's the contract's gonna be backloaded basically, but you're still bringing him back for this for that amount of money. You have to think that he's going to be more than more to this defense than just you know a, a linebacker in a in a base four three system that Zimmer's been been running the last five years. It seems like they're going to try and utilize him more in, in, in other ways. Maybe maybe they will have him start to rush the passer even more. And the contract indicates that in more than just that that base money you were just talking about, Manny. The, this is what the Jets were ready to pay Anthony Barr, about $14 million per year to be an outside linebacker in their uh, 3-4 scheme because they were looking for an edge mm-hmm. rusher, and they had in mind what, what you're talking about right now, Manny. Instead, he signed a five-year contract worth $67.5 million with the Vikings. It's worth about $13.5 million per year. $33 million of that is guaranteed, but, and this is where we get to what you were just talking about, there are sack incentives for him worth up to $12 million, mm-hmm. a source tells Courtney Cronin of ESPN, and uh, that was confirmed. Uh, confirming a, an NFL Network report, but that that says to me that they told him, "Hey, look, come back here. We got plans for you. Mm-hmm. And even if the plans don't work the way that we're thinking and we're talking about with you right now, you'll make close to what you're going to make in New York. Mm-hmm. But if the plans work, you're going to be better and more regarded around the league than you ever have been. And with these incentives, you might even make more money than you were making in New York. That's yeah. That's got to be what they have in mind. And Collar brought this up yesterday 
in hour two of the show when, when Judd came in and joined that, you know, you wonder to go back on the point about the, you know, maybe they have more plans for him going forward. You wonder if they're going to do some three, four stuff with this defense. And Mike Zimmer has, I mean, Zimmer's defense for the most part has always been the, the base four, three. And, you know, when they go to nickel, it's, you know, you, you add the extra nickel corner out there and everything and take a linebacker away. But they've been 4-3 for the most part. But Mike Zimmer has some history with running a 3-4 scheme when he was in Dallas, when he was a coordinator in Dallas, and they ran some 3-4. So I wonder if we'll see, we'll start to see a little bit more variations of stuff like that where Anthony Barr is, you know, an an outside linebacker that's rushing the passer in in some 3-4 setups. And the other thing, too, is you have – Daniil Hunter on the other end that can do that same sort of thing and be a pass rusher just standing up. So it's it's I'm very, very interested to see like all the different things that they're going to try and do with Anthony Barr because I think they do have some big plans for him. The money that they gave him is not off ball linebacker money. Right. It's not it's not cover right. it's not cover running backs running routes money. That that's not what you just paid Anthony Barr. You just paid Anthony Barr to do what's the second or third most important thing in the NFL and that's chase down quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. That's that's the type of money that you just gave over to Anthony Barr. So I I and I don't think that we're alone in this. Like you said, Collar mentioned it and Collar's gonna join us at one o'clock here on Purple Daily, but a lot of people are assuming that this contract and the way that it's worded, the way that it's structured means that Anthony Barr is going to do a lot more rushing of the quarterback. And whether that's out of a 3-4 or, or his current position remains to be seen. But you got to think that they're going to expand the, the, the ways that they've been using Anthony Barr. And they might have to because they may be without Everson Griffin. Because there has to be another shoe that drops here, right, Danny? Yeah. In terms of yeah. money and salary cap. There's got to be another shoe that drops here. And according to Courtney Cronin, once again, who's on this show with Matthew Collar every Tuesday at noon, Purple Daily, uh, this is what she wrote about Everson Griffin today. It's been quiet on the Everson Griffin front today, but that doesn't mean there isn't work going on behind the scenes. I'm told that Griffin and his representation have been approached with the terms of a restructure from the Vikings and that the defensive end has expressed a desire to remain in Minnesota, but doing so doing so will probably have to come via different terms than the way his contract is currently structured structured with $10.9 million of his base salary set to become fully guaranteed on Friday. As of right now, the ball is in Griffin's court as to whether or not he wants to accept the new terms the Vikings laid forth or aim to continue his career elsewhere. It's possible that these talks could continue on past the 3 p.m. start of the new league year on Wednesday. Theoretically, the Vikings could structure Anthony Barr's new deal to fit under the cap in 2019 to buy them time to work through talks with Griffin. But in the end, whether or not Griffin takes a restructure is likely going to determine his future in Minnesota. I'll admit, I didn't know that they had until Friday before his contract is guaranteed. So that gives you a little bit more time. I assumed we'd know something today. Yeah, This tells me we we might have to wait a couple of days. But I think they're doing the right thing if they're telling Everson Griffin, hey, you got to take a pay cut or or walk and see what you can get elsewhere. Yeah, and, and the tough thing with Everson, and we've talked about this a lot already, is we don't know what Everson Griffin we're going to see in 2019. I mean, that's just, you look at where he's at in his career and you look at how he performed when he came back after missing, missing those five games last year, he just was not the same player. And it's hard to tell right now 
if if he's going to revert back to some resemblance of the 2017 Everson Griffin, which was one of the best defensive players in the NFL, or is this going to, or is what we saw in the second half of last season more of a sign of what what is to come in terms of you know is he just going to start declining? I mean, we just we just don't know. And when you look at where he's at in his career, he's 31 years old. You know, when when players get on the other side of 30, you just the reality is is they a lot of them they just start to decline. They're just yeah. not as good anymore. And and it's it's one of those tough business decisions that the Vikings may have to end up making because of his cap number being so high. It's a tricky age at 30 or 31 mm-hmm. where you don't know if that's a down year for Everson Griffin or if that's the 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 beginning of the end for Everson Griffin because guys don't yeah. tend to get better at that age, but like you said, man, this is one of the guys this he was one of the best pass rushers in the league yeah. just two years ago. One of the best players. So it's yeah. not it's not unheard of that a guy even at age 30, 31, who, who's, who's at that level has a down year and bounces back and gets at least close to the form that we saw a couple of years previous. But it's also pretty common for a guy to have a down year at age 30, 31, and it continues to trend that way, and he never is the player that he was before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it could go either way with Everson Griffin right now. You don't know which guy it's you're going to, to get next year, but it seems like you're at a point, you're at a crossroads where you have to decide, do we want to give this money to Anthony Barr, or do we want to give it to Everson Griffin? And they've apparently decided we're going to give it to Anthony Barr. And, and give it to the 26-year-old. And it makes sense. Yeah. I don't think anybody would argue that that this wasn't the smart move. If that was your choice, because, and we talked about this a little bit a couple days ago on Purple Daily. You brought it up, Manny. We talk about each of these moves individually. Losing Anthony Barr, which we thought at that point was a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Losing Everson Griffin. Losing Sheldon Richardson. And any one of those guys, Mike Zimmer can probably work around and scheme up to, 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 to make up for the loss of one of those guys. But when you look at losing three of your four best players on your defensive front seven, mm-hmm. that's a lot for any coach to overcome. I don't care how great a defensive mind he is. So they looked at it and they said, okay, Richardson is gone. We yep. can, so we can keep Barr and extend him, or we can keep Griffin for one more year. And like you said, they went with the 26, 27-year-old instead of the 30, 31-year-old in Griffin. It only makes sense. It's a, it's a smart business decision at this point. And not to mention, I mean, what's going to happen with, you know, I, I think Xavier Rhodes, I don't think Xavier Rhodes is going anywhere, but what's going to happen with Trey Waynes? You know, $9 million against the cap. You've got some depth at that position mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, depending on, you know, Mike Hughes, we still got to see how he's going to look when he comes back from the ACL. You got Holden Hill, who stepped up big for you late in the season. But, you know, you may potentially, if you're trying to free up space, Trey Waynes may be a guy that you may Or Xavier to, Rhodes. Or, or Xavier Rhodes. I tend to think Rhodes is going to be the one that doesn't go anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing that you would have to you'd have to think about. If you're trying to free up as much cap space to, you know, bolster your offense because your offense is, you know, was was the weakness of your football team last year, especially in the second half of the season. It just it just was. So you, you've got to, there's got to be some give and take, and you're going to have to decide, you're going to have to make some really tough decisions. And I I just, I don't know, man. It's going to be, these next couple of days, seeing what they do is going to be really, really interesting. To and see. while we're down this road of decisions they have to make to free up money, it, it is, it's still beyond me, Manny, why they haven't talked, if they haven't talked, to um, 
Kyle, Kyle Rudolph, Rudolph and his representatives about a restructure. And it seems like Kyle Rudolph isn't really clear on why him and his representatives haven't been approached about a restructure. This was uh, earlier this week talking at the, I want to make sure I get this right. I don't want to offend anybody at the uh, fellowship of Christian athletes. Mm-hmm. And they were doing a Q and a, and this is when he was asked was about in Rochester. I think if I'm not mistaken, I think that's where it was at. He was asked about a potential uh, contract restructure. He said, neither me nor my agent have had any contact with the Vikings in that regard. From our understanding, I'm here playing under the contract I'm under for one more year. And this is the part, and then this is the part where Kyle Rudolph sounds as confused as the rest of us. He says, I don't want to play anywhere else. The Vikings know that. They know I want to finish my career here. It's funny, when I read stuff that I turn down a restructure, you'd have to be out of your mind to turn down a restructure when I have an unguaranteed contract. They're going to guarantee money, lower my cap number, and help the team. If that was ever put on the table, why would I decline it? I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't. Why you would decline know. it? I don't know. What's and going I don't know why here. that hasn't been offered. I, yeah, I, your guess is as good as mine. I, I have no idea what's going on. Here. Me, it it seems like it would just make the most sense to pull him aside and say, "Hey, Kyle, let's restructure. Let's figure something out and and move forward here." Let me let me translate for you what Kyle Rudolph just said there in that paragraph. It basically, I read. sounds like there's been no dialogue whatsoever. Basically, anything. he just said. Financially speaking, I have no leverage. Personally speaking, I'm really happy here in Minnesota and with the Vikings, and I don't want to go anywhere else. I'll take less money. Come talk to me. And the Vikings aren't picking up the phone. I don't understand this. That's what he just said right there. Maybe they have this morning. I have no leverage in negotiations. (laughs) I'm really happy and I want to be here. I'd be stupid not to take less money. Call me. And the Vikings are like, nah, we're Probably good. Maybe. We're good. You know what? You take that seven and a half million, Kyle. You're a really nice guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's really it that's it, a really strange deal. And and look, I mean, Kyle Rudolph is he's not Travis Kelsey. He's not uh who's the guy in Philadelphia that I'm having a complete brain fart on right Ertz. now? Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Yeah. I always I, I don't know why I always blank on Zach Ertz. I don't know why one of the best tight ends in football. But, I mean, he's not those guys, but he's very reliable. He's, he's reliable. He's, yes, yeah. he's going to catch everything that you throw to him. He's a big body. He's, you know, he's going to do what you need him to do. I do think they need to add another tight end that can get down the field a little bit more vertically. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's, if you can save money by keeping him and restructuring, just, just do it. I mean, I don't. I don't understand why it, it has not. I don't does, understand he, why he, there haven't been any conversations. Manny, it sounds like I don't what expect he's saying you to understand because he doesn't understand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's confused know. about the situation. I don't get it. He's going to be yeah. the eighth or ninth highest paid tight end in the league next year with unguaranteed money. He's not a top ten tight end in this league. Why are you? Why are you paying him that money when you don't have to? Sometimes I feel like. The Vikings are trying to do the right thing and and sort of cut their nose off despite their face trying to do the right thing. This goes back to what we talked about a few weeks ago with the Adam Thielen deal. Mm-hmm. It's not really a smart business or football move to extend Adam Thielen right now if you look at it. But they're going to do it because they feel like we should reward this guy and it's going to keep him happy. I wonder, too, when you look at where this team is at, and 
And we're still, I mean, we've been talking about free agency and the free agency bonanza and all this stuff. This is day three of this, basically. Mm-hmm. But we're still very, very early in free agency. Like a lot of a lot of big name guys have signed big deals and everything. And we saw Earl right. Thomas going to the Ravens for a big contract today. Um, so the so it's it's very early, and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to draw your overall conclusions or give the Vikings a grade in free agency or anything yet. It's too early for that. But right now, it just kind of seems like they're going to, for the most part, just run it back with, for the most part, the same team in 2019. And this was a team that was 8-7-1 in 2018 and missed the playoffs. But it's also but a they're team... in a tough spot financially, and, and we know that. But it just, it just seems like... And bringing Barr back, it's it's good and everything, and I'm I'm cool with it. But it, I don't, they can't, they have to try and get make this roster better. And I know that they're in a tough financial situation to to do that. They got to be creative with this. But you can't just run it back, you know. You can't take an eight seven and one team from 2018 and and basically just run it back with the same guys. No, but I, I, th- I think that they look at it and they go, we we had better talent than seven, eight, and one. Some things, injuries and other things didn't mm-hmm. didn't go our way last year. So there's there's better talent than that here. There's the draft to improve through. There's there's some guys on on this roster who I think they look at and they say could be better and and give us improvement from within. And then I really think that because of the salary cap restrictions that they have, and I'm not the first to say this, that. They went okay. We can't spend money and 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 provide resources to the roster and personnel mm-hmm. so much to make this team better. But and the Wills have not been cheap. I don't think in in the way that they run the Minnesota Vikings. They looked at it and they said, "Well, we can throw a bunch of money at the coaching staff and yeah, improve that way and scheme these guys up." And that's why you brought in Gary Kubiak and 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 he came with with a posse of of his own. So I think that's how they're looking to improve. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think that that's I don't think that that's misguided, and I don't know what other options that they had with the salary cap restrictions that they have right now. I just, and I know we got to break here and get Mm -hmm. to Kevin Seifert, but I I just look at what the rest of the division is doing too. And there are no, I don't think there are any like juggernauts in this division. I mean, the Bears will probably be the the favorites going in just because they won the division last year. And you got to think, you know, maybe Trubisky takes another step, but, you know, you saw. Your squad, the Bears, they added Cordero Patterson. Matt Nagy's right. going to get creative with him, and I want to talk about that a little bit later yeah. with you guys. And we're gonna we're gonna go all around the NFL and talk about all the moves, more big moves today after what was a crazy night in NFL free agency. It's the free agency frenzy bonanza on Score North on fifteen hundred and scorenorth.com. Nothing, you're not going to miss anything if you're watching us streaming live on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and at scorenorth.com. We have NFL Twitter on a banner right over there to my left, so you're going to see the moves as they happen. We're going to talk about the moves as they happen and Kevin Seifert is going to join us next on Purple Daily. It's Phil Mackey here from the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We've made it easier than ever to find our team-centric Minnesota sports podcast. Wherever you subscribe to podcasts, just search Score North, that's S-K-O-R, and you'll find Score North Vikings, for instance, which includes Purple Daily, Purple Podcast, and Vikings Ventline. Score North Wolves includes Raised by Wolves, Myron Medcalf on Hoops, and more. Score North Twins includes Touch Em All, Royce on Baseball, and more, and so on. Just search Score North, S-K-O-R, wherever you find your favorite podcast. It's the football free agency frenzy bonanza. NFL players can sign with new teams. It's true. 
They can. It's unbelievable. Football free agency frenzy bonanza on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. And your flagship for the football free agency frenzy bonanza is Purple Daily here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. The only place where five days a week you get Vikings and NFL talk. We're also streaming on scorenorth.com, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch, all at SKOR North. Matthew Collar will join in on the show at one o'clock, two hour edition of Purple Daily today. You want to get in on it, 651 646 8255 or tweet us at Score North. Joining us on the show right now. ESPN National NFL writer. You can follow him on Twitter at Seifert ESPN. It is Kevin Seifert. Kevin, thanks for a few minutes. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Are are we prisoner of the moment? Is this recency bias or is this the craziest NFL free agency legal tampering period that, that you've ever covered, Kevin? Well, it's been different for sure and probably because of the amount of big-time trades mm-hmm. um, starting last week with really with Antonio Brown and just continuing through uh, with last night with with Odell Beckham. Um, you know, this was setting up to be a pretty weak free agency class on its own, and so teams are having to look at other ways to go about getting players off their rosters and onto their rosters, and so that the trade element certainly uh, adds something different than what we've seen typically. How surprised were you when Anthony Barr pulled the old uh, about face on the Jets and came back to Minnesota to, to rejoin the Vikings? Very, very surprised. Um, not because he reversed himself, because, or at least that a player reversed himself, because we have seen that before um, during since this uh, three-day negotiating window opened up. You know, you have the right to do that. There's nothing binding until uh, you know you actually sign the contract, and you can't do that until the start of the actual league year. So that in itself wasn't shocking. But you know, he had always seemed destined to move on. Um, you know, but we all know the Vikings were tight on the salary cap, and they had made a lot of decisions on defense to lock up other guys. Um, and you just and you knew the Kirk Cousins contract was there, and you just wondered if they really were going to put up big money for a linebacker who we know is very important in Mike Zimmer's scheme, but you know it doesn't um, didn't hasn't put up the sack numbers that linebackers typically get paid for, and so it's rare that you see a linebacker who isn't a big sack guy or even a big pass rusher um, get paid well. And so when the Jets did, did that, uh, you figure, well, that's he got his money. He got what he didn't think the Vikings would give them or what the Vikings wouldn't give him. And he found what he wanted, and he was going to rush the passer more, and that was going to be it. So um, that's why I thought I was very surprised because I thought that was the plan all along. Maybe he didn't like where the offer ended up coming from. You know, the Jets don't have a – a great recent history of competing and being a, a stable franchise. And so who knows um, if that played a part in it or not. But in the end, um, the surprise was that the Vikings then you know, had enough money for him, probably not as much as the Jets, but had enough money for him to, to, to make him come back. Kevin, it makes me wonder, too, if they're, you know, if Mike Zimmer and, you know, and George Edwards and that defensive staff, if they feel like, with the amount of money that Anthony's going to be getting now with this new deal and, you know, with the incentives that it sounds like he's going to get, you know, depending on sack totals and things like that, that they maybe have even bigger plans for him and his role in this defense. I mean, he's been a big part of what Mike Zimmer has done on defense the last five years. But I wonder with this sort of contract and, you know, being able to convince him to come back, 
if there are even bigger plans for him, you know, on that side of the ball? You know, it's possible. I mean, he the times he has rushed the passer, it's been in blitz situations. And what we really haven't seen um, is him, you know, with anything close to, you know, having his hand in the dirt or being up on the line even as just a designated pass rusher. And so that would be unusual for a team to go five years, you know, using a player in a certain way and then change it um, into what you're describing, but that's possible. And maybe he'll just, maybe they just have the idea that he's going to blitz more or maybe they'll find a way to, to change the scheme a little bit and say, Hey, we've been running the same thing for a while. Let's, let's do something different and let's take advantage of what, um, what he can do. And, you know, and the jets, the jets supposedly were going to do that, but there's no guarantee that, uh, you know, we just not like we have much tape or any tape of seeing Anthony Barr in that, you know, routine uh pass rushing uh position so it you know who knows if it would have worked and who knows if it will work but um it would be unusual to see him in essence change positions or for the position um definition to change that dramatically but we'll see we'll see what they have in store Talking with Kevin Seifert of ESPN.com here on Purple Daily. Let's take a look at, at some of the other moves around the NFL, and and let's just start with what was a crazy night last night and uh, Le'Veon Bell signing with the New York Jets. It looked to me like Antonio Brown in, in his feud with the Pittsburgh Steelers absolutely won and got everything that he wanted uh, on his way out of Pittsburgh. From the outside looking in, Kevin, it looks to me, Kevin, though, it looks to me like uh, like Le'Veon Bell lost and did not quite get the, the interest and the offers that he was looking for in free agency that he thought he might when holding out the entire year. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the end, it depends on what his goal was. If his goal was solely to get out of Pittsburgh, stay healthy and get out of Pittsburgh and kind of reboot his career uh, that way, then then he did accomplish it. He got out of Pittsburgh. He's healthy. Um, he had a uh, he was on the open market, which gave him as close of an opportunity to, to pick where he wanted to go as anyone can get. However, um, the from a financial perspective, it's it's hard to see where he's going to make up the money that he lost either by not signing the Steelers' best offer last year or by playing under the franchise tag last year. Um, you know, the bidding war that would have had to erupt to get the number high enough for that to happen um, just didn't occur. And so I guess there was some late interest from the 49ers, but really it was the Jets um, or the Jets. And so that can only get but so high in that in that situation. So that's kind of how it played out. Um, you know, I... I don't know, put a lot of stock in the idea that he'll be in New York and be able to start his music career. Um, I'm not sure if that's a real thing or not, not the music career, but just the fact that playing in New York or on Long Island or wherever, or New Jersey, wherever they have their practice facility really will change a lot of that. Um, so I think financially it, it was not a win for him, but um, certainly it accomplished his logistical goal of getting out of there without further you know, wear and tear on getting out of Pittsburgh without any further wear and tear on his body and, and having any other injuries. Did you get the mixtape that he dropped at midnight, Kevin? I was told it was there. I have not yet checked it out. Um, but it was a that's a it was a crucial bit of timing for sure. Apparently, you're you're an NFL insider. I think that I think you have to go and check out Le'Veon Bell's <laughs> mixtape just to be thoroughly <laughs> informed and educated on on the sport that you cover, Kevin. I'm almost old enough to say I'll let my kids tell me about it. But I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> um, Kevin, the, 
certainly my eyes in 2019 are going to be all over the NFC North for obviously obvious reasons. But another division I'm even more excited to watch now is the AFC North with, you know, how are the Steelers going to yeah. look with the departure of, of AB and, and Le'Veon Bell and everything and, and what's going on in Cleveland with getting OBJ and then you see Baltimore land Earl, Earl Thomas today. I mean, that division is going to be really interesting. Baltimore and Cleveland, that, that, those two matchups in 2019 are going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's going to be different. I think the AFC North, you know, all the divisions have been around for 17 seasons, and either the Steelers or the Ravens have won it, uh, AFC North, 13 of the 17 seasons. And so, and throughout that, they've never had to worry about the Browns. It's only been the Bengals that occasionally have been competitive. And so really for the first time in like a quarter century, the Browns are in the mix in that division. And so the Steelers, to me, look like a mess right now. The Ravens definitely have taken a hit. Um you know, they lost four uh, real key players off their defense. As you noted, they did sign Earl Thomas, but, you know, there's still a lot more to be done there. Um, and there's a lot less room for error because the Browns are coming. You know, I'm, I'm not you – know, last night they asked us to um, to pick, who, you know, your first blush idea of who's going to pick – win the AFC North. And I said the Ravens only, you know, partially because, you know, they're still – some pretty decent players there, and I'm sure they're not done putting their roster together. But also, as excited as everyone is about the Cleveland's offense and their defensive front and some of the guys in their defensive backfield as well, um, we also have to remember that they have a first-year head coach that no one really knows anything about in Freddie Kitchens, who might be just the greatest coach ever, but he's got a challenge. There's a lot of big personalities in that locker room. you know, Baker Mayfield is only going to get bolder from a personal personality perspective as he gets older. Uh, he's got some, some, you know, he's going to be calling plays, and so that's a big thing as well. He's got some personalities to, to, to manage there, without a doubt. And so I don't think we should all just jump to the conclusion that Cleveland's ready suddenly to, to win the division um, when let's just get it. Let's just have a few mini camps at least to see what kind of head coach this is before we before we go there. Well, and it's just it's just the fact that everybody's talking about them now. I mean, yeah. for you know the Browns for so long have been kind of the laughing stock of the league, and nobody's taking them seriously. But now they're turning heads. Now people are paying attention to them, and you have to wonder, you know, how they're going to handle, you know, this positive, optimistic attention that everybody seems to have for them now. Yeah, they they never really got. Um, I mean, they got half of a season where they were everybody's uh, uh, Cinderellas and everybody loved them, and no, they could do no wrong. But they'll immediately enter this season with like playoff expectations. It's not fun anymore. It's all uh, you know a seven win season. If you start winning the last year and say they're going to win seven games, you would have thrown a parade for them. If you say they're only going to win seven games this year, uh, it would be a massive disappointment. And, and given how. And, and that's a quick turnaround in terms of, of just franchise inertia and the things that are expected of you when you walk in the door when for so many years in Cleveland, it's just if you could tie your shoes on, you were having a good day. You know, tie your <laughs> shoes laces, you, you're having a good day. And so um, that that's all part of what they're going to have to do in a pretty short period of time to suddenly be legitimate playoff uh, playoff team and kevin the flip side of that obj trade is obviously the new york giants who last night when that news broke they were sort of the laughing stock of the nfl when you when you look at nfl twitter and while i while i take great pleasure when when a team is 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 the target of social media and and i love the memes and i participated in it myself and <laughs> and everything i i do on uh, also try and and look at it and and figure out okay these 
These are these are guys who who are, are football lifers. They're they're not stupid. They didn't get to where they are in the industry because they don't know what they're doing. So I try and look at what they're trying to do. Is this as bad as it looks like on the surface? What the New York Giants have done, or are they crazy like a fox? <laughs> if there is a genuine, legitimate, credible explanation for the approach they've taken over the past twelve years, I haven't seen it. either articulated by them or articulated by anybody who supports them. Um, You could make an argument that last year at this time they should have been, you know, uh, rebuilding the franchise, get trade uh, Odell Beckham, you know, cut Eli Manning, hire a new coach, start over with the number two pick by taking a quarterback. And, uh, you know, and, and I think that would have been a very reasonable approach in a reasonable time, but they are not in that position. Um, Maybe that's just not the way the owner likes to operate. Doesn't ever want to have you know a long-term rebuilding process, and you really shouldn't have a long-term in the NFL. But never wants to you know even take a step back. But that is, is short-sighted. And you know he went out and hired a general manager and, and Dave Gettleman, who was, was with him you know in the heydays in the '80s and '90s, and and kind of doesn't necessarily take a forward-looking approach. And so it did, you know, they tried to make another run with with Manning and signing some free agents and drafting Saquon Barkley, and we saw what that did last year. They were not competitive when it mattered. And now they're kind of back in the same spot, and now they're going to rebuild. So it basically you know, just delays the inevitable. Who knows if Eli Manning is going to stay or go? Um, who knows uh, you know, what they're going to do with the two first-round picks? And unfortunately for them, the quarterback class uh, this year, not as talented as last year, so their chance of Finding somebody that could replace Eli and quickly uh, is not as good, um, but that's where they are. And so, long story short, I don't know if you could come up with a, a credible explanation for what they've done other than really screw it up. That is Kevin Seifert. Find his work at ESPN.com and uh, follow him on Twitter and catch him uh, pretty frequently right here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. And we always appreciate it, Kevin. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. That's Kevin Seifert. Again, check out his work at ESPN.com. I don't know if it's a credible explanation of what the Giants are trying to do, Manny, or if it's valid or if it makes any sense, but I am indeed going to try and provide that explanation that Kevin Seifert (laughs) is looking for right after this. On Purple Daily, are the Giants crazy like a fox? It's part of our football free agency frenzy bonanza. Matthew Collar joins us at 1 o'clock on Purple Daily. Guitar Hero, Selfie Sticks, Fidget Spinners, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Nah, this is something new. Welcome to the all-new Score North. Minnesota sports, anytime, anywhere. ScoreNorth.com. Football free agency frenzy bonanza. Football free agency frenzy bonanza rolling right along here on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. It's Purple Daily, the only place where five days a week you get Vikings and NFL talk, and today you get two hours of it. Matthew Collar is going to join the show for the 1 o'clock hour. I'm Robbie Makloff along with Manny Hill. You want to get in on the show? 651-646-8255 or tweet us at Score North, and you can watch us right now. You can see my beautiful face and my terrible posture streaming live at scorenorth.com, Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch. We made it real easy for you to follow us and love us on all those platforms at SKOR North, and you can find all our Vikings 
Vikings programming by just searching Score North Vikings wherever you download podcasts or just go ahead and get that Score North app. Give us a five-star rating, and the more you listen, the better chance you have of winning prizes. So I said, Manny, I was going to try and make sense of what the New York Giants are doing this segment because Kevin Seifert said he hasn't seen a logical or a reasonable explanation for what they've done over the last year or so. Well, and I wish you luck in what you're about to try and Well, try do. and help me out, <laughs> if you would, please. <laughs> I could use some help. Because yeah. I'm, just, I'm just trying, okay? Like I said, I, yeah. like I said to Kevin, I love when social media finds a target and jumps on it, as mm-hmm. long as it's not like personal and mean and makes people feel bad about themselves and do silly things. But when it's like the New York Giants trading Odell Beckham Jr. and nobody sees the sense in it and every other tweet. Dude, I was up to like 2.15 in the morning last <laughs> night just going, just just scrolling NFL Twitter. Yeah. Like my TV was on, but I don't even know what it was on. I was just scrolling NFL Twitter and taking great joy in everybody piling on the New York Giants. So I enjoy it. I participate in it. I have a lot of laughs doing it. And it's great. But at the same time, I also try to be analytical doing what we do for a living and go, okay, these guys can't be as stupid as it looks like on the surface. And there has to be some sense to what they're doing. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. And I think there are people who would still disagree with me on this, but about six months ago, the bears acquired Khalil Mack from the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. And everybody looks at John Gruden walking into a new job. He trades his best player who gets the, biggest contract that a defensive player has ever gotten in the NFL, the second biggest contract in the league right now in in Khalil Mack. And again, it was much like what we saw last night with the New York Giants. People were killing John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders for trading away Khalil Mack for what they saw as a, a lopsided deal. But you look at that deal now, six months later, and they've stockpiled draft picks. Mm hmm. You take that move along with the acquisition of Antonio Brown, and I didn't think about it this way until you mentioned it, Manny. They traded Amari Cooper for a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. They acquired Antonio Brown for a third and a fifth-round pick. So essentially, at wide receiver, the swap was they got Antonio Brown and a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, a third and a fifth. I'll take that all day. Yes. 100 out of 100 times, yes. And with the money they would have spent on Khalil Mack, they've gone out and been one of the more active teams in free agency, bolstering their offensive line, bolstering their defense. And between this year and next year, they have just a stockpile of draft picks to try and hit on going into Las Vegas yeah. in 2020. So it, it to me, it doesn't look as stupid as it did at the time and on the surface. And not to say that the Bears didn't do something good as well in acquiring Khalil Mack, the best trades are the ones that work for both teams, and I think in the long run, both the Bears and the Raiders are going to get out of that deal what they wanted. The question is, will they execute on those draft picks? And that'll be the difference on whether or not that deal works. But the idea, the philosophy behind it, now in hindsight, six months later, is starting to make sense. The picture is starting to clear up and make a little more sense for the Oakland Raiders and trading Khalil Mack. And I'm wondering if in six months from now, we'll be looking back on this and going, you know what? Giants weren't as stupid as we thought they were. Um, Ari Stapleton, or Art Stapleton, excuse me. Uh, let me make sure I get his credentials right. He is a New York Giants NFL beat reporter for the Record Sports in uh, North Jersey. Okay. He said he's told that the uh, picks flipped in the Olivier Vernon-Kevin Zeitler trade between the Giants and Browns revert back as part of last night's blockbuster deal. So ultimately, the deal is OBJ and Vernon 
for Zeitler, Peppers, the 17th overall pick, and the 95th overall pick. That'll be New England. So uh, the Giants get 133 back. I think he means in like, you know how they have the uh, draft point value system? Mm-hmm. He's saying the Giants get 133 back, Browns get 155. It looks like the Browns won the trade on the surface. Okay? Yeah. And they probably did. And got Ka- the best player. Kyan Fahey, who uh, used to work for ESPN.com. I don't know who he's working for now because he has no credentials on his Twitter bio. He may just be freelancing, but he's really, really good at covering the NFL. And he put this on Twitter, and it went viral to the tune of 3,066 retweets, 9,302 likes, in the spirit of killing the New York Giants on social media. <laughs> he says, so in the past 12 months, the Giants have gotten rid of Odell Beckham Jr., Damon Harrison, Landon Collins, Eli Apple, Weston Richburg, and Olivier Vernon. They have kept Eli Manning, which is a really good tweet. Yeah, well, it's, it's really funny, and it paints a, a, a ridiculous picture of what the Giants have accomplished in the last year or so, right? I mean, I listen, I, I understand the approach... I mean, because because I'm with you. I thought when the, when the Raiders traded away Khalil Mack, I thought that they were completely insane. And then when they picked up a first round pick for Amari Cooper, I was like, okay, yeah, this. I'm starting to kind of get it now. They're they're trying to tear this whole thing down, and they're they're trying to rebuild this thing from scratch. And I understand if if that is the approach the Giants are taking too, but it still goes back to me asking them what the hell are they doing because. And as good as he was, and he won the Rookie of the Year, if I'm not mistaken, Saquon Barkley is fantastic. But if you're trying to tear this thing down and start all over and stockpile, you know, assets and everything, I mean, Saquon Barkley, for as good as he is, he's a running back. And we know the shelf life of running backs. Like, it's not it's not that long. So I just wonder... If the Vikings, or the Vikings, if the if the Giants are planning on being a four and twelve football team for the next two or three four years while they try to rebuild this thing, sort of slow, slow cook this rebuild, you're kicking away and wasting really good years of a guy that you used a very high draft pick for just last year. That's true. Running back is not the uh, the position that you want to use a high draft pick on and and then go ahead and waste because. Yeah, like you just talked about the you short shelf life what, of those guys. So, you don't know what Saquon Barkley's going to look like when he's twenty six, twenty seven years old. He might not be the same, and he might he might be fantastic still. Right, but you just you just don't know. And with that position, you can't you cannot waste years with a stud running back because you just don't know how long that guy is going to be a stud running back. Okay, that part of it I can't make sense of. What they do now with Saquon Barkley and not waste his best years, mm-hmm. I can't help you. Like there, <laughs> that, that's, that's the thing. No, I know. And, and I know. Keeping, and they're keeping Eli around. And okay, now that I was, that, I was just about to get to that. Give me, give me a second. Uh-huh. So, in response to Kai and Fahey's tweet, one of his followers, uh, D. Effin, he tweeted that talent really helped them five of the six past seasons, and then listed the Giants. That's, he that's took a, a f- took a screenshot from FootballReference.com of the Giants' last five seasons: five and eleven, three and thirteen, eleven and five. Okay, six and ten, six and ten, seven and nine. So for that's for a fantastic Twitter for handle, all those <laughs> for all those handles, or, or excuse me, for all those all, all that talent that the Giants just traded away in the last year, those guys sure weren't doing a whole hell of a lot on the football field and terms of producing wins for you so 
the people who they had in Giants uniforms sure. weren't necessarily productive from a win-loss standpoint. So why why stick to the same formula that you've been using? So I can see why they're tearing it down. And as to the question of why is Eli Manning sticking around or why would you keep Eli Manning around? Who better if you're trying to tank and get a high draft pick <laughs> than Eli touché. Manning yeah. as your quarterback? Touché. Right? Yeah, touche. I, I I did uh They're brilliant. I, yeah, and I, I I did tell you the uh during the break, uh the, Oh yeah, uh, this is hilarious. The headline that the Onion put out uh <laughs> yesterday. It uh reads Giants consider drafting quarterback to mentor Eli Manning. <laughs> That's great. And that's why the Indian is outstanding. But not only only do they have the best quarterback or one of the best quarterbacks (laughs) that they could have for a tanking situation, but they can do it under the guise of, no, we're just letting our legendary Super Bowl winning Hall of Fame quarterback play out his string here in in New York. We we love him so much and we're so loyal to our guy who won us two Super Bowls (laughs) that we're going to let him stick around as long as he wants. We're a classy organization is what we are. That's how the Giants can play this off when, meanwhile, they're just trying to tank and they know they have just the man for the job in Eli Manning. But at some point, they've got to get a quarterback. Well, yeah. They've got to draft one. And, you know, and maybe they don't do it this year because if you draft one this year, everybody's going to be clamoring for that guy to step in and play, like, right away. And if... You know, if you are really to your point, if you if you if you're the Giants and you really are trying to tank for the next couple of years, then that's yeah, your dude. He, he lies the right guy. That's to, your guy, man. He's the right guy to be at the forefront of that. He's in a weird way your franchise quarterback all over again, <laughs> <laughs> isn't he? So there, I just You're made saying, it make sense. I hope Kevin Seifert is listening. I just good made point. what the Giants are doing make sense. That's a good point. You're welcome. You're welcome, Kevin Seifert, and everybody in the listening audience of Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. We're also streaming live. Yes, that's right. Streaming live, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch. Uh, You can follow all those platforms at SKOR North. And as part of our football free agency frenzy bonanza, right over here to my left, we have uh, NFL Twitter. So you can see all the moves, all the chatter as it happens. And then we'll talk about those moves as well. Still so much to get into with the Vikings and other NFL free agency and and trades. And Matthew Collar is going to jump in to help us with that. Coming up next on Purple Daily on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.